The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Now this is what division winning teams do. They put their foots down and take care of inferior competition, and that's exactly what the Royals did tonight. Is Casey parlayed great starting pitching with timely hitting in route to a 7-1 W over the Twins. As it's Davo on your dish right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Thanks for listening this evening. And we're going to recap this game. We're going to get to a couple of your questions on social media. And we'll talk about the next couple of tilts with the Twins as well. But first, our player of the game, as always, is an obvious slam dunk tonight. His second of the season. Only him and Alex Rios have been player of the game twice so far here on Clubhouse Conversation. Edinson Volquez, of course. Who else could it be tonight? Seven innings of strike-throwing, command-dominating form tonight from Volquez, putting the ball where he wanted to. And outside of a soft run based on an error, it ended up being an earned run, but potentially had the Rails defense not let them down on a bad throw by Hosmer, may not have given up any runs. And, of course, they had the Brian Dozier near miss on the home run there in the sixth. But overall, Volquez, seven innings allowed just one run. On five hits, only walked one and struck out five. ERA now sits at 199 through three starts, and Volquez now tonight saw his control get even better. Two-thirds of his pitches were strikes. There are 99 pitches in this game, and 66 were in the strike zone. Great to see Volquez. Could he be legit? I mean, two of his three starts are against the Twins, but, I mean, definitely he could be legit. Look at his numbers last year with Pittsburgh, and some had doubts, and There are reasonable doubts that two years ago, you know, he was one of the worst pitchers in the league, nearly got released outright. So, you know, was last year a fluke? Possibly. I don't think so. I didn't think so at the time, just based on peripherals and some of the things that you hear about Volquez. Not to mention, I have an enormous amount of belief and respect in the job that Dave Island does as Royals pitching coach. I think he's the best in the game. So it's good to see Volquez continuing right where he left off last year. He is our player of the game. Now, our play of the game is definitely the bottom of the sixth inning. You've got Mike Moustakis at first after a horribly dropped ball by Oswaldo Arcia out there in left field. That was just one of two drops the Twins would have tonight. Of course, Jordan Schaefer in center lost one of the lights later on in the game. They had a couple of wild pitches. So the Twins, I mean, they're just not very good. Think back. 0506 Royals, maybe with a little bit better pitching in the rotation. The Twins may have a little bit better, especially with Santana. But to me, that's how bad the Twins are. I didn't think they were a 100 loss team before the season. I think I had them losing 91 or two, if I'm not mistaken, on the preview we did here on Clubhouse Conversation. But I think this is probably a 100 loss team now, especially without Irvin Santana. But anyway, back to back to what we were talking about. Bottom of the sixth, play of the game. Moose gets on after the fielding error by Arcia and left. Hosmer, a great at bat, draws the walk. And then Kendrys Morales, the man. They're playing the big shift. Third base is playing over at short. Slaps the ball down the left field line for a double. Drives in. Moose moves Hosmer to third. Gave Casey a lead, and that's all they needed. They cruised from there behind some more offense later and some more shoddy Minnesota defense. And, so, and some more great at-bats by the Royals. Some great things tonight happened. I mean, Salvador Perez smoked the ball tonight. He also had two hits. Only him and Kendrys had two hits for the Royals. Salvi also with an RBI. Smoked the ball every time up tonight. Great to see after a day off for Salvi. Royals three out of seven tonight with runners in scoring positions, so that got the job done. 
Had a runner throwing out a home plate, of course, by Mike Dershley early on when he tried to score Salvador Perez. But that's okay. I, I like being aggressive. I'd rather the Royals push the envelope than, uh, than lay back. I mean, more times than not, that's going to work out in your favor. So nice job there by Jersh. And finally, the Royals beat Kyle Gibson. It's about time. My goodness, right? A guy who's very mediocre against the majority of the league and has been dominant against KC coming in, had an ERA under 1-8 and a 4-0 mark lifetime versus the Royals. They finally beat him tonight as he moves now to 4-1. and The Royals now, overall, speaking of moving, moved to 10-3 and on the season. The Twins at 5-8. and And I pretty much expect a sweep at this point. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But first, let's get to a couple of your questions that we got, and we always encourage them on social media. It's at Royals Clubhouse. On Twitter, on Facebook, of course, Clubhouse Conversation. You can also drop us a line here, Dave O at clubhouseconversation.com. Nathan from Liberty. Great question this evening came in. Nathan from Liberty. Is Paulo Orlando the answer to a trivia question, or is he the real deal? Great question, Nathan. Is Paulo Orlando a flash in the plan, you know, a, a trivia question answer, or is he the real deal? I think the answer is somewhere in between. I don't think Paula Orlando is going to have one of those careers where you look back and baseball reference and see him, you know, playing in 30 games in 2015 and then 10 games in 16 and one game for a different team in 2018. I don't think he's going to basically, you know, have a decent one month and then have a couple more cups of coffee and be done. No, I think he's got more of a career than that. Do I think that he's the real deal? I'm not sure what you mean by that. I'm assuming you mean, do I think he's an everyday outfielder at the major league level? At this point, uh, my gut is going to tell me no on a, on a good team. I, I think he could play every day for sure on some teams. With a team like the Royals, though, when you've got Alex Gordon in left, you've got Lorenzo Kane in center. I mean, you want some more power from your corners, number one. A guy who only hit, what, I believe it was nine home runs last year with Omaha. Uh, dead to get on base over 350 last year. Slug decent. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, gap to gap, this guy's awesome in Kauffman Stadium. I mean, you're seeing it five triples already. Most likely he's going to lead the league in triples this year. He may only need one more to almost seal it. I mean, the guy is 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 amazing with these triples, and then seeing him run is awesome. Now, there's things to like about Paul. Not only the triples, let's not let it get lost that he's had some great ABs, especially – but his first at bat tonight, or was the first at bat tonight? I believe it was, where he drew the walk, like an eight nine pitch at bat. We saw him yesterday against the A's with a key leadoff walk, starting that eighth inning. They got kind of lost in the shuffle. So the guy can definitely get on base. Has a great eye. He's got that going for him. He's got the speed. Stole thirty four bases last year in Omaha. So you figure he's good for twenty plus at the major league level. Obviously, he's got the gap power. The two negatives with Paulo: number one is, like I said, the power, the home run power especially for a team like the Royals. Although, again, you can get away with him if you've got Moose and Hosmer picking up you know, at the corners in the infield. Maybe you can get away with the guy slapping five home runs at the major league level in right field. The other problem I saw is the arm. I think the arm is, at best, slightly below average, at least for right field. His arm may be playable in center or left, but in right field, Paulo is probably not an everyday player because of his arm. Unless you've got a damn good team around him and unless he can continue to get on base at this clip. So do I think Paulo Orlando is the answer to a trivia question? No, I think he's better than that. I think he's going to have a nice major league career. I, I, I could see a good four- to six-year career for Paulo Orlando, but I see him as more of a fourth outfielder, maybe a three-and-a-half outfielder, maybe a guy that platoons, maybe a guy that mashes left-handed pitching, pinch runs for you. 
I mean, he's a valuable guy, no doubt about it. The Royals are very lucky to have him. They got him for Horacio Ramirez back in 2008, and, and credit to Dayton Moore for, for picking him up. And I believe it was a... I believe it was it Scott Sharp. I believe it was Scott Sharp that saw him and told Dayton to trade for him. And that was, that was a great move. So, so props to Scott. If it was you, JJ, I apologize. I believe it was Scott Sharp, though, that it first saw Orlando. And, and props to Orlando for sticking it out. What, 10 minor league seasons? It would have been pretty easy in 2012 or 13 just, to, you know, to just say, hey, I'm eight years in. I've been with this team for five years. I'm not on their 40. I'm not going anywhere. And he didn't. He kept working hard. He keeps getting better. Last year, smoked the ball in Omaha, got put in the 40. Rios with a, with a hard luck injury. And and I, I said a couple days ago here in Clubhouse Conversation, we need to see what we have in Orlando. Let's let him play every day for a month, and that's going to happen now, and that's great to see. So we'll we'll get some more of your, your question and answer there, Nathan, with time. But I do think he's better than the answer to his trivia question. I'm not totally sold on him, though, as a regular everyday player, at least at a corner outfield position, possibly in center for a certain team. Now, one of the questions on social media comes from Ryan Evans on Twitter. Is Chase Vallow still with the organization? Yes, Chase Vallow, the young catcher the Royals took last year, early in the draft, he is definitely still with the organization. A kid who was only 17 years old when he signed with the Royals, he gave us the exclusive first interview here on Clubhouse Conversation from the Intercontinental Hotel when he first signed last year, that same night we had him on. And just a great kid, a lot of energy. The bat profiles big time, big time power from Vallow, you know, with time. Catcher probably won't be his position. Maybe even could ditch it by 2016. You know, I know that a lot of his value is because he's a catcher or any catcher for that matter. I mean, look at a guy like Joe Maurer. I mean, how valuable is he now that he's not catching? Well, the power's not there. Not that valuable. I mean, he's still a great hitter. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Maurer's still a great hitter, but his value goes from superstar slash all-star to very good major league player when he leaves catcher. And that's, you know, some of that's true with a guy like Valo, but it's a guy whose bat profiles very well. He's very young. He's still three, four, five years away from the major leagues, but definitely still at the organization. They have him extended right now, Ryan, working on some things. I would expect him to probably repeat Burlington, North Carolina, the rookie league again this summer, possibly get up to Idaho Falls, maybe Burlington and Idaho. And then I'm sure the plan is to get him to Lexington in 2016. Keep those questions coming. We're happy to answer them here. Now, Tuesday and Wednesday, we talked briefly about this last night with Clubhouse Conversation Insider Jake Lutz, the, the matchups. I thought, and Jake thought, if we got through tonight with a W, we had a damn good chance of sweeping, and we nearly had a, a two out of three locked up if you win tonight. I think that's true. I don't see any way the Royals lose the next two games, especially after already dropping two to the Twins. Another rematch... Uh, like tonight was. Tonight you had the rematch of Volquez and Gibson. Tomorrow it's Tommy Malone, Jason Vargas. Last Thursday, the Royals got to Malone okay. Three runs and five and a third. But Vargas, his worst outing as a Royal. And he did have some shoddy defense behind him. Some plays in right field weren't made. Some bad luck infield hits. Three plus settings for Vargas, but his worst outing as a Royal gave up four runs on ten hits. I expect him to bounce back. I think the Royals win tomorrow. I think they'll take care of Malone put up a three or four spot. I think Vargas will give us seven innings of two or three run ball tomorrow. The Royals have a better bullpen. They have a better defense as we saw tonight. The Royals should emerge, I think, victorious tomorrow. Wednesday, I like him even more. Pelfrey against Guthrie. Pelfrey, a guy we didn't see last year. His last start, walked four and five innings against Cleveland. Has a four or five in the year. I know it's only a couple starts. 
five games last year because of an injury. He had a 7-9-9 last year. Year before that, 5-1-9 and 29 starts. A guy who was a stud as recently as 2012 in the National League before he came over to the Twins. So I'm sure a very disappointing sign for the Twins between the rough 2000. 13 and the injuries in 2014. And of course, Guthrie struggled a bit with a long ball against the A's. I expect Guthrie to bounce back too. We have not seen Jeremy Guthrie at his best so far this year. A guy who's going to give you innings, a guy who's going to give you some very quality starts. And I think we see one on Wednesday. I really like the Royals big the next two days. So we'll continue to have it here for you on Clubhouse Conversation. Thank you as always for listening to your dish. Keep it here for some great interviews this week. And we will talk to you soon on The Dish. Tell a friend, Wyatt's Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night and go Royals.